0: In a high-tech world where people have ever-increasing courage to sit behind a screen and dole out opinions without consequence, comes three heroes prepared to fight back through the safety of our microphones and digital airwaves. You've got one star for us? Well, we've got three stars for you. Here comes Three Stars podcast ready to dish it out. Put, put, Put it into perspective. Thank you for joining us here on Three Stars Podcast. I have, um, well, I'm one of your hosts, Samantha, and I have been recently watching um, Molly Shannon's SNL skits and the NPR that she and oh, yeah. the other lady do about sweaty balls and, and muffins, yes. But we're, we're a podcast that um, doesn't talk about sweaty balls or muffins. We talk about Yelp reviews that people don't know how to write. But I am here with my two wonderful, delicious roasts. Bill and Brad, say hi, gents. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to follow that.
2: Just,
0: hey, hey. I was wondering how I was going to get out of the NPR voice. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate you.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) The Kool-Aid man.
1: Uh, We just got done watching a really funny YouTube video. I think we'll share it on social media. Yeah, Yeah,
0: we will. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. We really do appreciate every single one of our listeners. Welcome back. If this is your hundredth time or your second time, and if this is your first time, thank you very much for tuning in. We do absolutely 100% read Yelp, Google, Facebook, any review that's out there, and make fun of the reviewers at the reviewer's expense because there's a lot of people out there who just don't know what they're talking about and they don't know how to properly write a review. So in addition to making fun of them, we do try to educate you. This isn't just a silly podcast. We do try to educate. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about uh, an uh, aspect of the industry that not a lot of people think about. And even. I think those of us in the industry, we don't even really think about this aspect of the industry. And that's the catering uh, aspect of hospitality. You know, you, you go to a wedding and there's a buffet line or it's a plated dinner and there are bartenders at uh, pop-up bars or behind some sort of table or whatever. That's a catering company. And there's a lot that goes into the catering company. A lot of work that goes on behind the scenes as well as during that... event. There's weddings that that are catered to. There are baby showers where the catering companies come into your house and they set up stuff. So, I mean, it really is a huge extension of the service industry that, like I said, a lot of us just don't think about. Um, So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Please go ahead and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, sometimes Twitter, any podcast platform that you listen to. Go ahead and give that cute little heart, that little like button. Make sure to share with all of your friends who are in or not in the service industry. We, you know, we love our service and industry folk that's pretty much who follows us right now but we really do hope to one day branch out to the people who are not in the service industry to shed a little more light on to what we go through
1: they might need these episodes more than you
0: right they might so send them you know no joke not to not to sound um What's the right word? Not amazing. to uh, amazing, yeah, Not to awesome. Not to sound annoying, but stupendous. S- tell people about the podcast who are not in the service industry. Tell them, tell them, just let them know. Hey, you want to listen to three couple of people who are kind of kooky and weird and say yeah all the time? Uh, check out this podcast. Oh, they kind of know Helen, what they're talking about. You're famous. You're, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's totally Helen the Hut's famous. Yeah, She's, she famous. doesn't know how famous she is. <laughs> Go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well on any podcast platform. All right. Before we go ahead and light these sternos, do we have any shout outs today? I have a shout out. Yeah. Shout it out.
1: I would like to shout out all of my former co workers. <gasps> oh. Former. At Wincoop Brewing. Uh, now, we have nice. throughout this episode said that. You know, we're we have to be cautious about naming the places where we work because, you know, our jobs may not like it. Um, Anyway, I got fired, so congratulations. um, So, and and it's my first time in uh, in what did I say?
0: Twenty nine years, something like that. Well, you're eighteen.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. When Do I was like eight, when I was like eighteen or nineteen, I think is when I got and fired.
0: you're Fifty right
1: now, fifty um, two, and I'm I'm forty eight now.
0: <laughs> um, so, first
1: time. So for so for the first time in thirty years, uh, I got fired, and boy, did it just piss me off because it was legitimately for no reason, and that no reason was that I had a lot of employee complaints, and it really actually turns out that I didn't. Um, huh and I already knew that I didn't. Huh. That, you know, the piece of shit GM was just really um
0: Intimidated, intimidated by the fact that you by,
1: you by the fact that I actually had the respect of my coworkers. And he did not. And he still does not. Anyway, um for for the ones that are left behind who I actually really loved working with over the last two years, um, huge shout out to them. I'm really yeah. I'm really glad that I got to be part of that team and I'm really sad that they still have the wrong person in that building leading them.
0: Yeah, that is a big bummer. Big, big bummer. Uh, Bill, do you have any shout-outs? Uh,
2: yeah, Cameron Heard for the Macho Man video. Yes! Uh, I'll get his, uh, I'll get his Instagram and Al the Expo for, you know, I don't want to, uh, for the topic that I'm going to cover in uh,
0: Thank you, Al. and behind
2: bars. Thank uh, you, Al. Yeah, I don't know your last name, Al. Sorry. Uh, but it was a super meaty topic that I've been mulling over for weeks. So thanks That's for that, because okay. I don't have enough to think about.
0: Already? <sighs> <laughs> I'm going to shout out one of our all-time favorite, long-time supported, supportive, avid listeners, Tasha Powers. Girl, I love you. You're amazing. You're you, amazing. I asked you to do something for us at the very last minute last week, and you were on it. You're always on top of it. The next day you came back with, oh my gosh, Kate Gerwin is so amazing. After listening to our last episode that got released, you're just wonderful. Thank you very much for still listening. I truly adore you. I love you to pieces. I miss you. Thank you very much for your support. You're just phenomenal. So that's my shout out. Okay, before we light these sternos, we're going to go ahead and start with a drink. Brad, what are we drinking today? That's
1: smooth. Tennessee whiskey.
0: What (laughs) is that? Is
2: that the crib keeper? Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee
0: whiskey.
1: Uh, We're gonna be drinking some uh, some Uncle Nearest eighteen eighty four small batch Tennessee. Whiskey,
0: Uncle Nearest. I've Uncle. never heard of that.
1: Well, you're about to.
0: Uh, that's Canadian. Don't say that. About to. Well,
1: you are about to. You're about
0: to. You're going to about to hear it, and you're, I love. You're about, I know that you're about to hear it. About to hear it, and I know that Kelly Kelly Vale loves my accent, my Southern accent. <laughs> so I'm going to do it real Southern Vale. Yeah, 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 Southern Vale, Southern Vale accent. All right, shall we go ahead and move into some appetizers, gentlemen? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh dear so again we are uh pulling reviews from catering companies in the denver metro area um and i will go i will give um little highlights about what goes on behind the scenes with catering as we go through through these reviews uh who wants to take the first one
2: uh i can do that yeah Serendipity Catering, 4.5 <laughs> 4. <laughs> 4. <laughs> stars overall, Lakewood, Colorado. It's a one-star Yelp review from September 2017. Catered for Sunday brunch at Cherokee Castle. Food was horrendous. We paid for the buffet brunch. There was minimal food, and I was only allowed one piece of bacon. That is a legitimate bitch right there. Uh, the breakfast sandwiches were soggy, as the tiny finger sandwiches uh, as we're, wait.
0: Yeah. But, uh-huh, okay. uh-huh.
2: The breakfast sandwiches were soggy as the tiny finger sandwiches. <laughs> Serving staff was rude and I won't, and wouldn't allow us to take extra food. I feel like this guy's really heard about the bacon situation, which he probably is, is understandable.
0: I, and I get that too. What do we think of this review?
2: I mean, it's, it's informative. It's concise. There's no pictures.
0: No pictures. Yeah. Um, why was the food horrendous? I mean, I understand the breakfast sandwiches were soggy. As the tiny finger sandwiches, but I mean, was the bacon oh. soggy too?
1: What I wonder, um, be, because you said that's a legitimate bitch about the bacon. Yeah, right. Um, and I would agree it is. But Samantha actually mentioned something to me while she was putting together this episode, and it is that the first the the purse, the first people through the line could be more considerate, and they often take too much. Yeah, and so. You then end up with not everybody getting some because this person might have gone through the line and been like, "Yo, bacon!"
2: Yeah, I need a set of bacon with a bacon chaser, please.
1: Right, and that <laughs> is like that's a, that's also a legitimate issue. Yeah. So but, I when mean, the it's serving a catering is, event
2: too, like there, there's a limited supply, right? Right. Like, it's not like they're they have a kitchen; they just throw more bacon on the fucking grill. You know? Yeah,
0: Ooh, I, I love this conversation. I don't know where Cherokee and, and Castle is. I don't either, but
1: I'm assuming that it's. Probably something like they brought in a catering company for an event, and you paid as part of this thing, and then you go through the buffet line or or whatever it is. I'm I'm assuming that's what this is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Let's see. Cherokee Castle. Speaking of brunch,
1: let's uh let's cheers. Cheers.
2: Speaking of bacon chasers. Speaking of bacon chasers. Oh, we we should should have
0: have some bacon bacon with it. Damn it. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh, that's hot.
2: That's bourbon and it's sweet sweet that's
0: mm, whiskey.
1: That's sweet. it's tennessee whiskey it's what? whiskey
0: whiskey um okay so no, I don't think gents, it's you were talking about limitations it Ooh, is 93, 93 proof. proof i was gonna say that <laughs> oh, that burns a little hot. bit that's, that's so spicy,
1: that hot. So, that's it's, f- spicy boy. it's funny because i'm like i don't think it oh have...
0: are you guys getting that like um american oak i was gonna say cinnamon the back almost
1: but mm. i mean you should be it's what it's aged in
0: i know but it's like it's like pint. i can you it's can, like you
1: can literally taste
0: taste logs. Is this, is this <laughs> what terrible. we're doing for happy hour now? <laughs> it's I just bourbon shots. So that sounds know. awful. Um, okay, so this first review, I there's a lot behind that a lot of people don't behind this review that a lot of people don't understand. So. We paid for a bunch buffet, there was minimal food, and I was only allowed one piece of bacon. Bill, you're absolutely correct. People go through and they just have a side of bacon with a side of bacon and an extra yeah. shot of bacon. They do not, and I, this is what I told Brad when looking, when looking through these reviews. People, when going through a buffet line, do not think about anybody but themselves. Just like in any restaurant. We all know in the service industry that when a customer walks in the door, it's all about them. Me, 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 I know. Me.
2: Hi, my name is Bill. I like Diet Pepsi. Yep. Okay.
0: Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for interrupting my little spiel. Um, so a lot of people, when they go to events that are not paid out of pocket by themselves, they don't realize that there's other people behind them that want food too, and they just pile food on their plate. Um, so maybe you were only allowed one piece of bacon because that's what your host had budgeted for, or
2: yeah, you're mad at your dad, not at me.
0: Right. Or maybe because the person, five people ahead of you took one too many bacon yeah. and then they put, a, then the staff had to come in and be, and staff had to come in and be rude and be like, no, 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 only one piece of bacon. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. They had,
2: to, they had to put the fucking, right. The limit.
0: Right, The rations,
2: that had to ration the bacon. They had
0: to ration the bacon. Because the worst place to be in that buffet line is the last yeah. person to go through and not have any food.
2: Buffets are kind of weird anyways. Yeah. Well, and I, I know
1: that this is going to come up again, but knowing the guest count, yeah. Is, right. Is and that's key. motherfuckers.
0: Correct. You know, you we when um, when sitting down with um, a, one of my former bosses, Crystal, who I absolutely adore, uh, with the catering company that I worked for for a while, I got to watch all of the emails back and forth of you know dietary restrictions and how many people are coming to the venue and what is the final head count? What is the final head count? What is? And then Crystal would then go to. The owner slash head chef of the company, and say, "Hey Lenny, we have this many people coming. This is the final head count." So Lenny would prep for a hundred people,
2: and then four hundred pieces of bacon.
0: Right, and then some to make sure that in case somebody did go through the buffet line and take five pieces of bacon when they should have only had two, that there were still. Bacon for other people to have, including his staff. Lenny was good that way. So I, yeah, you dude, know. Family
2: meal is important. We should totally talk about
0: that. I, we need to have a family meal episode. So, um, you know, I'm really sorry that you could only have one piece of bacon. I'm sorry the breakfast sandwiches were soggy as well as the tiny finger sandwiches. When you, when you get food catered to you, there's a window, there's a sweet spot. Yeah. And
2: Goldilocks zone.
0: Yeah. Like I, the food is already pre-made sometimes the night before and sitting in a cooler. So I apologize. They were soggy, but look, you're not at a restaurant. You're not getting fresh food right then and there. And the serving staff was rude and wouldn't allow us to take extra food. Well, again, that's not the serving staff's fault. That is actually your hosts fault and your hosts, uh, discretion. Your right. host can either say, I want my 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 folks to be able to take leftovers, which means we have to budget accordingly, or no. They get through the buffet once. If there's leftovers, they can go through again. If there's not leftovers, I'm sorry, they don't get to take it home. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah.
1: One star. And, and like you said, a lot of times the catering company does plan to feed their staff mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. right? Because their staff is there through what would be considered a meal break. Yep. And so they need, you know, so yeah, sorry, like it's kind of it's all incorporated in. Yep. Yeah, I say one star.
0: One star, too. Uh, jubilations. Brad, go.
1: I agree. Jubilations. Yes. That sounds more like an expression <laughs> than it does, uh, you know, a title. Anyway, okay, this is five star on Google. They are up in Estes Park. This is from three months ago. Jubilations did an excellent job catering our wedding. The food was delicious. They were responsive slash accommodating in the planning process. And the staff kept our day running smoothly. We loved that we got to keep the leftovers. We enjoyed our wedding barbecue for days afterwards. We couldn't recommend them more highly. Huge thanks to all the Jubilations staff.
0: Okay. Where are the pictures? I could have used pictures. Um... Why was the food delicious? What did you have? You know, can you please give me a little more detail? What food was delicious? Like that actually
1: would be great because especially if you're looking up, if you're looking to hire a catering company, what did you have? I, yeah, I would love to know. I mean, Granted, you get to do a lot of tastings with catering companies or, you know, like, hey, I want to get a -hmm. little sample menu or something like that. But not all of them do. Mm -mm. So if you're going to highly recommend a place, then I highly recommend that you say what the food was that you had, why it was delicious. And, you know, is that really something that item is something I should consider?
0: Correct. Uh, I like the fact that in this review, the couple got to keep leftovers. That's important. Um, our, my company, that not my company, but the company I used to work for, Three Leafs is the name. We would always make sure to have the bride and groom's um, food packed up to go. So we would, like before even the staff got to eat the food, the captains or the coordinator, Crystal, whomever, would go and box up a bunch of food for the bride and groom because they paid for it Yeah, and they should absolutely have leftovers because we all know if you've worked in uh, the catering business, brides and grooms don't really get to eat. They're too busy walking around, talking to everybody and being spoken to by everybody. All the guests that have come to their wedding, they don't get to eat. So um, that's really important. So I'm really glad that she mentioned this. And again, also, it's part of budgeting. Yeah. She obviously spoke to the the uh, director who handled their wedding and said, hey, we want to make sure we have leftovers. So let's go ahead and pay for that amount of food, which is great. Um, the staff kept their day running smoothly. I, What did your staff do? What were some hiccups? What were some things that you could elaborate on? I've been to a lot of events where... um. Stuff has blown away and knocked off decoration in pieces and broken it. And we, it's our job to make sure that your wedding is flawless and it looks great. I've gone to in house uh, events and I've had to set up in houses, you know, where dry ice was important and we have to stay on top of it. That's not in our job description, but we have to stay on top of dry ice, which is can be a really dangerous thing if not handled properly. Right. Um, so, it can kill you. It can, it definitely can. It can burn you I, severely. Um, yeah, so how did the staff keep your day running smoothly? You could have elaborated a little more, please. Um.
1: I'm going to go ahead and and give this 2 stars. I the only thing preventing me from 3 would have either been pictures of the food or a description of the food. Like all all the other stuff that you're mentioning I think is is important stuff as like an added extra, but if you just say that everything ran smoothly and you didn't notice any hiccups, that's fantastic that you did not. And but I definitely like if I'm looking to hire a catering company, it's going to be heavily based on the food. And I'd yeah. love to know what it was.
0: Yeah, I agree. Bill? Uh,
2: yeah, two stars.
0: Two stars. I was also going to give it two stars. You know, I mean, overall, reading this review, I would definitely want to call Jubilations to see, you know, how they really are. So, two stars all around.
1: I would, I would almost have been just a thought in my head. Um, I would have almost said three stars also just because of the fact that they actually did it. I mean, one of the things that Samantha noticed when she was looking up reviews of catering companies is that not a lot of people actually go and write reviews for the catering companies. They just leave stars. Yeah, they just leave stars and then they which don't actually say anything.
0: Yep, which is rude. Rude. Okay, those are some decent appetizers to get our palates wet. Uh, should we go ahead and move into Behind Bars with Bill. Bill. What do you have for us today?
2: Uh, it's titled uh, The Great Mint Mystery. Ooh, what? Uh, Al told me that he read an article about uh, <coughs> giving mints at the, uh, like when you present the check. Oh. Or like I've been going, okay, so I'll, I'll lead into it. Uh, but it just it got my, uh, you know, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so I read an article that said that you, some servers increase tips by 23%, which I call bullshit. Unless you're starting at the average of like your tip being zero, then I could see like 23%, but like I would say maybe a 3% increase from what I've saw. So anyways, so I've been giving out mints. Uh, so I serve at one of my jobs. I do both. I serve maybe it's increasing it from
1: 20
2: to 23%. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. And it has to be that because, uh, I mean that's what I've noticed. Like, and I've I've gone back and forth. Like, it's either like I don't know what's better. Um, like, when you drop the check initially, I like to do it after I run the card because it's like that last interaction that you are going to have for the most part. Uh, but it triggers something in like in the hippocampus or some shit. I don't know. I'm, I don't have the art- I am not reading the articles right now, but um, there the links are in there. Okay. And but like when you give somebody something, like they're more inclined to want to give you something in return, so they want to give you a bigger tip. Huh. in theory. So I've been doing that for like, I don't know, two or three weeks. And I've noticed if anything, I don't know about like a 3% increase. I feel like the tendency is a little bit more to round up rather than round down. And that's a whole nother topic that I'd like to get into at some point. It's just like, what are these motherfuckers? What's preventing these people from giving 20%? Like, what you, why would you give me 18.96%? Like, I don't like, what is wrong with you? Math. Right. And like, and I, I get that, you know, math is hard. Um, but yeah, and it's actually prompted me to, do, to you know, um, to take it to the next level, and uh, I think I hacked kids. Um, I mean that exactly as you might think. Uh, I mean, like, so not like where? Why stop at mints? Is what I'm getting at. So I found a little rubber ducky. And I just had it like in my pocket with my mints. And so I'm pulling out the mints and the rubber ducky falls out. And it's like that's a conversation starter, right? Like my switchblade falls out, you know? Like <laughs> my brass knuckles. Or,
0: uh, and
2: like uh, we have Kevin bought a little dinosaurs. So we have like little dinosaurs behind the bar. So I just had them in my pocket too. So it's like you know, and it works for the kiddos, right? Like at the end of the day, you're like, you're giving the mints and they're like, Oh, okay, there's two dinos, there's two of you. I guess you can keep my dinos, or you know what I mean? And it, it worked. That works. That absolutely works. Like, cause I mean, kids can go either way when I'm waiting on them. Cause mm-hmm. like, if you're well-behaved, like I'll, I'll, I'll engage with you like I would an adult, but if you're just a terrible person, you're not getting my dinos. <laughs> so, you know, that, that conversation didn't, didn't really go where I thought it was going to go, but still, um, so, but like to this, like, I, I don't know, it's like a hack and especially if mints are free at your place of business, you know, like it's a one little thing you can do to help yourself out. You know, it's not, it's not going to, you know, that difference isn't going to make or break your day, but like on the average, if you're getting an extra one to 3% on every check, like that's not a bad thing, right? No. So, I mean, that's, that ends up being hundreds or even thousands of dollars a year if you increase it just a bit. So, um, yeah, I just thought it was a interesting topic and I thought it was, you know, That is conversation for you, a little conversation starter.
0: That is, Um, we've talked about um, what we do to, you know, humor as a weapon and such as that. And I think that um, mints are great. I also think um, jokes. I had a couple the other day that the wife was very disgruntled. She was just grumpy, all out grumpy. And I'm going through my spiel, you know. Do we have any allergies, dietary restrictions? How are we looking on boarding time? And I'm just going through all of it. And my last question, I said I have one more question for you guys, and I'm very serious about it. And the husband's like, "Okay, yes." And I said, uh, "How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh?" <sighs> and both of them stopped, and she cracked a tiny smile. And I looked at both of them, and I said, "Tentacles." Uh... And she chuckled, and that like, and she was still kind of grumpy towards me afterwards. And I was like, "Okay, I gave you my joke." You're still gonna be grumpy. I'm not gonna extend yeah, the gonna olive keep, branch. Yeah, I'm was, not gonna keep doing that. But, but, but in that second, I guarantee it did kind of pull her yeah, out of her funk and
2: probably helped you, you know, with that entire interaction and probably got you a bigger tip.
0: And he, the husband, left me a very nice tip. Nice. He was really nice. So I, you know, mints are great. Maybe, maybe I should take mints for all my.
2: We should get our own mints made.
1: We
0: oh three stars
1: buckets mints. You know, one of the things that uh, that I try to explain to people and, and like these are like all like little little things that you can do to increase your odds increase your percentages and whatnot um and one of the things it was taught to me was in the aspect of flair bartending right some people love it some people hate it um but when it was taught to me the goal was using flair bartending um, as a tool to the goal was increase your your tips by six percent and if you could increase by six percent then who wouldn't take that? Yeah, and and it's practically a raise. It, and in it, in the seminar that we would teach, it wasn't just flair bartending. We would teach you know upselling techniques. We would teach joke telling techniques. We would teach you know all, all sorts of different things. Just you know how to be kinder and and more responsive to your guests' needs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I love the mint idea because yeah. it's not that fucking hard. No. Yeah, it's really not. Right, you just have to put them in your pocket. Right. Yeah. And I mean, at the airport, actually, we used to have a big old thing of Andy's candies for people to grab on their way out the door. Yeah, but I man, love those, but that's too late. That's They're, too they've late. Already signed the check. Exactly. Yep. We used yeah. to have people who would like reach in through the gate, and like <laughs> when the gate was closed, they'd reach in and they'd grab a handful. of I would it just it take just like, those fucking
0: things. I know Andy's mints are the best. I think that that's. I think that's a really good behind bars with Bill because while there's. It's not like huge educationally.
2: Yeah, I just scratched the surface of the topic too. I mean, like you could go down this rabbit you could hole.
0: Totally road. go down the rabbit hole, and it's it's like you said, it's not a big deal. It's something small that makes a big difference.
2: When I when I had the realization about the kid thing, I was like, oh my god, I've been missing out on this for like the entire time. I've been waiting on kids. You know, it's like it's not that hard. You just throw throw maritino cherries at them and little they're dinos, happy. and they're happy. Right? Yeah, they just got a new toy.
0: Yeah. That's actually, that's actually a really, really good idea. That really is. That's, yeah, throw honest. things at kids. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I Yeah, yeah. yeah new <laughs> It's been episode. right there in front Bill of me the whole kids. time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just throw something at him. Throw
0: something that's at him. That's going to be
2: an episode. Bill loves kids.
0: Bill loves kids. I throw dinosaurs at him. You don't get my dinos. I like that. Yeah, you don't get my dinos. You don't get my dinos. I might Thank even you. show
2: them to you, but I'm not going to give them to you. Like,
0: you don't get them. You don't get to touch them. Thank you, Bill, for that uh, behind bars yeah, with Bill. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, Should we go ahead and move to the main course? Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to take the
1: the main course? You take the main course because you were there.
0: I actually was not here. I was not working for the company at this time.
1: No, I know, but...
0: Oh, but I've been there. Okay. But you've been there. So this is Three Leaf Catering, four and a half stars out of Louisville, Colorado. This is a two-star Yelp of June, 2018. Asterisk, asterisk, I truly hope this review is helpful for fortune couple, future couple, cu- not fortune, thank from you. The for, fu- for the future, for the future. For you Fortune for 500 you fortune, couples out there. For you Fortune 500. For future couples working with Three Leaf Catering, I want to say from the start that I would still recommend working with Three Leaf for your wedding and believe that what happened at our wedding was not typical for them. Okay, so already you're starting off with an oxymoron. We were really wanting a farm-to-table feel with great quality food at our wedding while still needing to stay on a budget. What really appealed to us about Three Leaf were their amazing reviews, their passion for good food and ingredients, and the fact that they have their own farm, which is true. From the start of our communication, they were very responsive and helpful in figuring out ways to adjust the menu to have what we wanted while staying within our budget. Go, Heather and Gristle. We had a good... Uh, experience with our coordinator leading up to our wedding, including lots of emails throughout. We didn't have a wedding planner, so it was important for me to be able to communicate often in order to stay on top of it all. The biggest issue of the day was that they completely ran out of chicken, one of the two main dishes and salad before half our guests had gone to the buffet. They took full responsibility and admitted that there was some sort of mistake and not enough food was brought to the venue. It was unbelievably disappointing and embarrassing for this to happen and extremely unexpected from this company. We felt like if nothing else, their one job was to make sure everyone was well fed with great food and that's where they fell short. They were very apologetic and respectful in terms of refunding us exactly what we asked for back. Again, we want to believe that this truly was an anomaly and that the company has learned from it and won't let it it happen again. We just recommend if you're going to use them that you have a conversation about this or any other potential issues beforehand. Okay, this reviewer really pisses me off.
2: (laughs) I, I think I nodded off. (laughs)
1: really drinking that uh the strongest the world's strongest coffee
2: okay the hashtag (laughs) Uh, no i was just saying it's a long fucking review it is a long it is a
0: long review i chose it because this is a very clear issue about food shortage which we hit on earlier in the appetizers and that your your first half of your guests obviously did not know how to portion and they took way too much oh. food. And I'm actually going to flip I this to around.
2: Portion. I. I portion like nobody's ever portioned before. Little, little, little tiny portion I, you, <laughs> Some call me a portion animal.
0: <laughs> I, can eat, I can actually flip this around onto this, this young lady, this reviewer, and say that you failed to overspend on food to make sure that your guests yeah, were properly taken care of. Because at the end of the day, you're the one paying for the food. You should budget properly. And you should make it very clear that you want to have more than enough food for all of your guests. If that's a big concern and you were going to be so embarrassed by it, number one, make sure you overspend on food. Yeah. And number two, like don't blame us. Talk to your guests. Hey, guys, just to let you know, everybody has to eat. Yeah. Throw it in the RSVP. Make sure that everybody gets through the buffet line with with a good amount of food, but not over. Yeah. Don't over plate your your plate. Don't overstuff your plate.
1: You know what I do wonder is when it says that they took full responsibility and admitted that there was some sort of mistake and not enough food was brought to the venue. I I do wonder if there's something if there is something there, they forgot a pan. Yeah, I guess or, that happens, or something happens. like that. It does or, happen. It, and if this is even the case, right? Like, did did that actually happen? Did we don't they, know, like, right? And which which sucks that there's not a response from the owner, um, and that that we don't know if they actually did accept full responsibility, or did this person without a wedding planner um, fail to give a proper RSVP number? I mean, it is. One of the things that I think catering companies do well, generally speaking, when when I have had, you know, experience in um, in hiring a catering company, is if I tell them there's going to be 90 people there, they plan for 100.
0: Yeah.
1: Usually. I mean- 100, 115, 120, yes. Okay. So, okay. Whatever, yeah, they, 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 they plan over, for more. They over plan. So, I- it's a big question mark to me on this review. Was it the catering company or was it the, or was it the, the person not giving them correct numbers?
0: I don't even think it's correct numbers again. Cause I, I've worked a lot of catering events with three leaf and people will go through the buffet line and they will look some of the biggest problems with weddings and such is that people don't, know how to properly handle themselves at a catered event yeah they don't tip the bartenders when it's free they go slowly they talk even even if it's not a wedding it's like a corporate event people talk going through the buffet if it's a wedding event and we're on a strict timeline and i'm the person monitoring this timeline i can't walk up to the customers the guests and be like hey Come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up. Stop talking, get your food, get your food. Come on, come on. I've got got 20 other tables that I have to release. You know, that's, people don't take this into consideration. I can tell you from this company's standpoint, we ran out of food once the entire two years that I worked for this company. And we barely made it three or four other times. And that was because when we noticed people taking too much and putting too much on their plates, I would have the staff and I step in and portion. We would serve you.
2: Yeah, then that's what I was going to say. That's how you solve that problem is you have someone actually serving, serving, yeah. and
0: it also helps the flow of people getting through the buffet line. So, I, and and not to mention, hold on, not to mention, Lenny owns multiple restaurants in the Boulder area. And Lenny, one of the first things he told me when I sat down and took um, the position that I did take with the company was, we will help you no matter what. If you are here, call me, call somebody, we'll get you food. And, and, And that is what Three Leaf is all about, making sure, because Lenny knows, Crystal knew, Heather knew, they all knew running out of food, is the, it's like the worst thing. It's the worst. And right here, here it is in the Yelp review. It's the worst thing. So I, I'm going to say this was not on Three Leaves' side. This was not their error. It comes down to people going through the buffet line and taking way too much food right out of the gate.
1: Well, and knowing Crystal, I... I- don't imagine that she would say. Well, no, I actually imagine she would accept responsibility, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't, because she is very much about making the customer happy. Correct. And that at some point, the argument isn't worth it. Nope. So that's so like that. That's what I know about her. She's she's definitely out to please. Um, I'm going to give this person one star uh. because I. Well, I'm not about to 86 the person cuz they do recommend that you use them again. But what I don't like is it seems like the issue was solved like
2: in the moment right. and you still talk to y'all.
1: Right. So well and, and that was the thing. Like it was solved to your satisfaction in that you said, you know, you you got money back and all that kind of stuff. And then you still went and left only a two-star yeah, review. That's kind of right. right? Like petty. Uh, it yes. it is petty and yes. I mean I like I'm not going so far as to like 86 a person. You guys you guys make that decision if that's what you want to do. But I like I think that the stew the, the stew, oh my goodness. That the two-star <laughs> review the stew? is two-star? The, the,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But that the dark star review, dark
0: star. Is, <laughs> there it is, there there it is.
1: Uh, is awful. Especially if you're saying that you were ultimately satisfied. Yes, you have you you have may have some legitimate <sighs> gripes about this. <laughs> But yeah, it's strong stuff, man. Um, and yeah, that may- is not a
0: shooting whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a sipping whiskey. <laughs> oh. um,
1: you might have some legitimate gripes in terms of what happened, and that's fine. But if you're saying that it was ultimately resolved to your satisfaction, and that you were that you would recommend them again. Putting a two-star on there is some bullshit. That's some bullshit. It should be, I mean, it should at least be a three-star minimally, if not a four-star review, if what you're also saying is that they made you happy, right? Because ultimately, the issue is the food shortage. And all you had to say is... Four stars would definitely recommend. The only hiccup we we had was, you know, the uh, a shortage on the chicken, but they totally made up for it by apologizing and refunding us some money.
2: Great, right? Right. But this two star bullshit. Yeah. So. It's pretty whacktastic.
0: What do you think? What do you?
2: Uh, I mean, I don't want an eighty six. I'm. I'm gonna put a glass of water in front of them. slow service. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll say one star just because I, I, I really don't like how they addressed it in the moment and then still took the elf. That's, that's fucking lame.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I'm not going to 86 this person either. I'm not going to cut her off. But yes, one star as well. Um, you were very petty. Everything was fixed. You overall... The overall experience of your day was wonderful. And yeah. yet you still wind hoping for s- what else i don't know some sort of satisfaction exposure. yeah exposure <laughs> um and and took to yelp about this and and again i'm going i'm going i'm going to go ahead and say it's not three leaves catering F- fault that you're your're you know this happened years ago that your um half of your people didn't get to have the chicken but, but let, let me let me also say there was a second dish there so i'm really sorry that you yeah. get the chicken it was probably salmon salmon yeah, that, our salmon's really good
2: that makes sense
0: you know there was a second dish you ran out of salad well you know don't take big scoops of sound look it's i just
2: want the ranch anyway it's just poured in my mouth
0: i know it's so good um but it just yeah it's just ridiculous that you this lovely lady came back to Yelp to whine and complain a little more about something that had been corrected yeah on the spot so um one star all right boo Boo, shame Babishk slime muck boo (laughs) shall we go ahead and take a break before we jump into happy hour gents yes yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) we work in bar that get three stars
2: I'm not your minion Fuck your opinion Fuck your
1: three stars hey.
2: You guys did this to yourself, I want you to know that
0: What did we do to ourselves? What? What? What are you talking about?
2: Exposure. Oh my! Mutual God. exposure.
0: All right. All right. Wait a minute. guess what time it is?
2: <gasps> what time is it?
0: It's, it's the Three Stars baby. Podcast. Ah, ah, it's the star ah, ah, three, three Stars baby. Podcast. Happy hour. It's the Three Stars Podcast. Happy hour. Let's get, get our, our drink, drink on. on. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Uh, you have no idea. I thought about that like. 20 minutes ago, I was like, Oh my oh, God. You. It was just like there. He just like handed it to me.
0: <laughs> Brad, what are we drinking today? Uh, I
2: think when I edit
1: this episode, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Uh, like I might cut out our tracks and then just walk as well, the lead yeah. in, right? Like, cause that's how yeah. it's supposed so to So if but. it comes out and you just hear like the faint sound of Smith and I actually singing the real song in the background, that's what happened there. <laughs> Okay. Uh, as I mentioned before, um, <laughs> we're drinking Tennessee whiskey and uh, specifically we are drinking Uncle Nearest 1884. I think one of the most fascinating things um, that I learned about when I did the bar five day was, um, was about Nathan Nearest Green. And I'm actually getting ahead of myself because first off, let me just talk about what makes Tennessee whiskey, Tennessee whiskey. It is... Technically, the Lincoln County process. Now, the Lincoln County process is once you have distilled the spirit, you then filter it through sugar maple charcoal before it goes into the barrel for aging. And that still technically makes it a bourbon because the thing with bourbon is you're not allowed to add anything to it. Ah, right? But when you when you filter through charcoal, then you are actually taking stuff out of it, which you're oh, allowed yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, you can right subduction, that, right? Yeah, that's what that's what the the filtration process ultimately is.
2: Mitosis,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Urtosis isrosis. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up, uh, so you end up, you know, you're you're taking stuff out before you put it into into the barrel for aging. So technically, legally, it's still bourbon. However, uh, specifically. The you know the Jack Daniel's brand, they wanted the designation of Tennessee whiskey, and not that it necessarily had to be
2: considered a bourbon. Okay, so because it makes it easier to produce or harder? I've I've you lost
1: me. it. Well, your ch- it doesn't make it. I it doesn't make it anything. It, okay. Like it doesn't change it. It not that it doesn't change it at all, but it doesn't. It doesn't change. The, the fact that it's this that or the other thing,
2: other than that it is technically Tennessee whiskey. So you, you want the title Tennessee whiskey, exactly. It's like it's like paying two hundred fifty dollars for a patch of land in Scotland. Exactly I get correct. It.
1: I get it right. Um, or having the total of social media title of social media
2: influencer. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, hashtag Death Wish Coffee. No, wait. So is that not where I should put that.
1: What I what I'd read about was that the Lincoln County process was something where it had to be filtered through like 10 feet of, uh, of charcoal of of sugar, maple charcoal. But then I also learned at the bar five day from uh, one of the educators that no, actually you could just like send the, the, distill it down a slide and chuck a piece of charcoal on it and technically it's gone through the Lincoln County process. I
2: believe that we talked about this with the PBR whiskey because it's like, it's aged for like a second or some shit because it like passes through the barrel. Exactly. So it technically gets aged.
1: Yeah. Technically it's, it, it gets whatever that designation is. So the big thing that I learned in the bar five day was that in this that the history of this process dates back a lot farther than we were told, is, is what I should say. The credit was taken by a guy named uh, Alfred Eaton in 1825. Well, he says that, that he created the process in 1825. But it actually turns out that this process, going back through more historical data, actually originates in West Africa. What? Right. So There's no
2: African whiskey.
1: <laughs> the process of charcoal filtration.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> dates back to to West Africa. Long before 1825. Okay. So where do we end up getting that process here in the United States? Well, the slave trade.
2: Ah. Oh, However, that
1: sucks. Exactly. That sucks. And and what do people do? They take credit. They take credit, they take credit, they take credit for things that they didn't invent. Especially if you're a slave owner back then, then you take credit for everything that, that your slaves did. Dude, right? I was having this, a good time. This sucks. Me, 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 me. Well, this is extremely important. And I'm almost like, I'm doing this a little too late because Black History Month Uh, is gone already. But still, I mean, that's
2: super informative. But one of the biggest things that I learned,
1: one of the biggest things that I learned is that, I mean, bar culture in general, bartending, the serving, the production of of spirits and cocktails, credit was stolen from a lot of black people who had a huge hand in in what we do today. That's... Right? And we know that history... Lot. History is written by the people in power. Yeah. Not even just by the victors, but it's written by the people who have the money to have taken the credit. So, the the big thing that I learned about was about Nathan Nearest Green, and... That- oh,
2: I just watched it. I, I knew that name sounded familiar. I just watched a documentary about this Did shit. Did you dude. really? Yeah. What was the documentary? Because I'd uh, love to watch it. It's like the... Uh... The booze and bets and sex or something that built America is on the History Channel, it's on Hulu. Okay. But like they do like little reenactments, but I know who you're talking about. Like it just clicked okay. like
1: So this man was uh was enslaved and he was brought it's funny the way the story is told, even on this one, you know, article that I read about him. There's like, oh, he moved to Tennessee. Uh-huh. And, and and was enslaved moved so like to, to Tennessee. Tennessee. No, he, uh, no, he, he was, was
0: dragged right. Yeah.
1: He right. He was moved yeah, to Tennessee not by his own wants. Right. Um. But that essentially, uh, he he was working for for uh, a man there who, oh, uh, as slave owners go, was a uh, was a priest or a reverend or something like that. Um. And so this this guy had a still, and. Um, and nearest Green did his distillation, and was using the Lincoln County process. Well, they end up getting a guy by the name of uh, of Jasper Newton Daniels as an intern. I should, yeah. you know, of sorts.
2: The booze, bets, and sex of who, America. Who
1: starts? Who starts learning this Lincoln County process and distillation from Nearest Green? Right. Um, that guy goes on to create his brand, Jack Daniel's. Yeah, and he actually ends up hiring Nearest Green to be his master distiller. Well, I mean, at so, least there's that. Yes, there's that, and and in the process, you know, he is, uh, you know, he ends up being made free and is. Now the master distiller for Jack Daniels, so you know, in all this, he's taught Jack Daniels, and and he's That's a really, huge thing too. Cause... And and he quote unquote perfects the process of the maple charcoal filtering, as you know, as the main distinguishing thing that Jack Daniels later fights on to get the the distinction of Tennessee whiskey. So now, fast forward again, we're drinking Uncle Nearest 1884. Now this was not created by nearest green per se um, the this is done at a blending house however it is done by a fifth generation descendant of nearest green well, now the cool. the owner of the blend so the, their story is is pretty amazing um, the the owner of the company um, is a woman who who she's an entrepreneur and she's done so many things. And she ended up finding out about near a screen somewhere along the way. She actually went and she bought the farm that he was originally, um, wait, she died. What? What? <laughs> no, not, no, no, what? nobody died. What? Uh, bought the farm. But uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she purchased the farm. Um, and, uh, and, and then they created this blending house and, The master blender is another woman who is the fifth generation descendant of Nearest Green. And she is one of the most award-winning master blenders in the country. She won, I'll I'll, I'll read this just a little bit here. Uncle Nearest 1884 continues the remarkable legacy of Tennessee distilling legend Nearest Green, the first known African-American master distiller. Each small batch is curated by his great-great-granddaughter, Whiskey Magazine's 2021 Master Blender of the Year, Victoria E.D. Butler, utilizing the process of maple charcoal mellowing that Nearest helped perfect over 160 years ago. 1884 delivers a whiskey that is as smooth and as it is complex. So this this just says 2021, but she also got that award in 2020 and is, I think... uh, it's just amazing. Like she is continuing the legacy of her great, great grandfather and is being able to, and like now finally, because of brands like this, because of, of people that are continuing to do the work and shed light, like the, the reality of history is, is coming to light. And I love that you saw, that you saw a, a thing on the history channel about it.
2: Yeah. They talked about, they talked about Philip Morris a lot and like uh Tennessee or, or whiskey, like Jack Daniels and that whole thing. Like yeah. there was this whole thing during prohibition where like whoever was running Jack Daniels at the time was like bootlegging the Jack Daniels and filling them fucking the barrels up with water to like, like get one over on the po. So, I mean, like it's, it's crazy to think about, man. Like, it's it's fucked up it's sad it is it is
1: fucked up and it's sad it's crazy to think about i I do like that companies are now trying to um to to do the right thing right I mean it it took a lot of pushing yeah, jack seriously Daniel, he's jack not doing Daniels, this yeah they knew the history right yeah, that they company, were there dude yeah they were there um but they are finally now i think as of 2016 is when they finally started including things on the tour about nearest green and they started actually like putting they, they put an ad campaign out there and so it actually did recognize that and during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, they partnered with the Uncle Nearest brand, and um, and they have a push to recognize and hire a lot more uh, people of color as part of you know really acknowledging the heritage that it came from. Right, it wasn't just some white dude in the middle of Tennessee who was like, "I have this idea."
2: I mean, I was—I would say hillbilly. Like, I would interpret that <laughs> a little bit different, but you know, but yeah, I get it. Like, oh, just some fucking redneck just decided, oh, I'm gonna start throwing all this shit in a barrel. Like, no, nah, right. dude, like somebody showed him how to do that exactly. And
1: I—I love that it is really something that that the process of charcoal filtering came from way back.
2: Yeah, well, that's super educational. Happy yeah. hour. I'm gonna drink non-racist whiskey to that. Cheers. They are in all 50 states. It is really in, good.
1: In just a matter of years. Like they were only founded seven years ago. And they're oh, already wow. in all 50 states. And 12 countries.
0: All right. Well, that was a very educational happy hour. Thank you for that. Give recognition and credit due where it is
2: due. So I want Bill to read dessert.
0: <laughs> Bill, <laughs> let's move on to Desserts. Zerts. 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 Get it, Bill. Get it. Uh, me, me, me.
2: Yeah. Uh, serendipity Catering 4.5 stars overall, Lakewood, Colorado. This is a one star Yelp review from March 2012. The people who run this place suck. Awful customer service. They took three months to respond to the catering order, and by the time. By that time, it was too late. The guy who owns it, I believe, will rip your freaking head off if you park in their reserved parking spot and threaten to tow you. I would not recommend this place to anyone. Uh, People Uh, that the tow monsters can all get fucked. That's a sensitive subject to me, dude. (laughs) Seriously, like, you got nothing better to do with your time. Like, I get it, private property or whatever, dude. But, like, God. Well, Come on.
1: your your story is a little bit different. You were not parked in a reserve spot. I was and those not. people should have
2: absolutely. I called the restaurant, and told them it was in the middle of a blizzard. Right, but whatever. You know, yeah. people are people.
1: But at the same time, if you park in my reserve spot, that's my reserve spot. That's my reserve yeah.
2: spot. I'm employee of the month.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> employee <laughs> of the month. I
2: to kiss all that ass for nothing.
0: <laughs> I used to park in Lenny's spot all the time.
2: Um, also the, the,
1: they took three months to respond to a catering order. And by that time it was too late. You, I, I think that people need to understand that if busy. you, well, if an email is sent out and you don't get a response, it's important to either ping them again mm-hmm. and or make the phone call. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is 2012. Was already 11 years ago. So, you know, email was new. Um, but, <laughs> but you need to actually like, Call a place and not be scared to call a place yeah. if they're not responding mm-hmm. to your to your emails or mm-hmm. your other messages because people will even send us emails and they end up getting you know thrown into the junk mail right like just automatically sorted in there. Yeah. There's a recent uh, uh, there or there's an upcoming article that we were you know reached out to about for interview and whatnot and that. Joint emailing thing hit someone's junk box and then they're like, "Oh, whoops, missed this." Yeah, and so that kind of thing
0: it happens. happens. It happens. I'm sorry. I and let me tell you something. <clears throat> Again, being able to see behind the scenes and what my boss Crystal did, um, no joke, it's stressful. You have hundreds of emails coming at you every single day, and yes, while it is. You know a catering catering uh, director's job to initially snatch that email of you know hey we're interested in hiring you guys you snatch it up right away and then it's your job therefore to continue you know conversation with that that person. They crystal like to this day crystal still will take her work home after work hours and continue to answer emails. I you know I look I'm sorry and it happens with 5280 flare people expect an answer. Within two seconds, right. and it don't happen that way. Yeah,
2: dude, I'm either in the middle of something. Right. I have I'm booked up, I'm booked. so I can't make that fucking I can't make that order anyway. Right. Like, I'm working I'm,
0: the job that actually pays my bills. Right. You know, right. I like I'm sorry. You know, um, I've I've put this review in here because I found it funny that this had nothing to do with the catering service at all. It had everything to do with the owner and apparently yeah. you parking in his reserve spot yeah, and him getting ticked off like
2: vindictive. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> Shit happens. Yeah, we could do Not a whole- Siri, I could, we could sorry. Do,
2: we could do that whole episode on just, I mean, uh, on that fucking parking lot. Uh, I know, what yeah. What is it? Cilantro is the name of the restaurant.
0: Cilantro? Yeah.
2: Cilantro? So that- we'll just light them up, dude. Cilantro? C- C- no.
0: Slancha? <laughs> that, that's cheers
2: in some language, right?
0: Yeah, it's uh, Gaelic. Slancha.
2: I thought it was
1: Hebrew. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> L'chaim. L'chaim. Which, Shut- by, by the way, hold on. I'm very convinced that, like- Jews need better cheers than Lachaim. It's just—it's not good enough. To
0: life, yeah, All right, not good enough. Check, please. What did we learn today, get gentlemen? You
2: yeah, yeah. I you. mean, I learned a lot. Uh, I learned that. What so did you learn? I learned. If you
0: learned a lot, what did tell me? I learned that there's
2: that <laughs> I, I have. Give, I give his. Taste. What did I learn? One star. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, a lot. No detail. Uh the Jack Daniels thing. Like it's like the Jasper, rehashing of it. By the way, Jasper. Jasper Daniels.
0: Go go into a bar and order a Jasper Daniels.
2: But uh I mean just the you know, appropriation of knowledge and like that just kinda I don't know, like it's not like surprising, but it's like oh, shit. Like that's not how you think when things went down. But it's it's like you said, like shedding light on it and like acknowledging the fact that like it's a bunch of white people a bunch of liars man like liar, liar, imperialist liar. fucking cunts like i'm sorry yeah. like it's, yeah. it's sad but it's at least it's real like to acknowledge it you know and that's i think that's the first step like you have to at least like acknowledge that it happened before you can start taking steps to uh rectify it uh but this like i probably this will probably be the only uh tennessee whiskey i have in my house moving forward unless you know something else that i don't know i like I like being snobbish. I like being educated because it makes me, it makes, it reinforces my snobbishness. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, actually, you know that he he was a slave owner. So you're probably, you're, you're basically just fucking, you know, I, um, I don't,
1: (laughs) I don't know if they're any good, uh, but they're, if you, if you like people that buck the system, there is a brand called Pritchard's, um, and Pritchard's. Refused. They they got grandfathered in and they refused to follow the Tennessee whiskey rule. And they're like the one brand that doesn't have to because of their process that they said that their great great grandfather or something awesome. like that did before Jack Daniels did oh, or wow. before or whatever. So they're like, no, like we can do what we want. And the courts were like, OK, all right, but just you. <laughs>
2: I yeah, I what, it makes me that. think of the uh, the bullet bourbon situation. Like, I don't recommend bullet. I don't, nope. I don't purchase bullet. Do not nope. support. And like we can, nope. We can go into that at another time. But it's yep. like, okay, that's so now, shot. and now I don't have to. I feel the same way about Jack Daniels. Like, I don't like it anyway. So it's, I mean, well, that, that's like the, ja- <laughs> the most Daniels, lazy way like, to not do it. But like, like
1: it, the thing is though, that for Jack Daniels, the the thing to acknowledge most is. Look, they were all slave owners back right, then. Right, right, right. And it's very difficult to, to judge based on that time then. However, we can judge it based on what they've done since. Right. And my biggest problem is that they didn't really start acknowledging it until like seven or eight years ago or something. Like, that's bullshit. Like, you knew all along. Right. That- I do
2: want to start, like touch on that too. Like, uh, like the fact that uh, Nearest Green, like, was already a master distiller by the time, like, uh, slave ownership was banned, like a lot of slaves, uh, like they didn't have any other trades. They just went back to being farmhands and doing the shit that they were already doing because they didn't know what else to do.
1: Like master distillers, right? Which is a big fucking deal. Yeah.
2: So, so, but I mean, like he got that job. Like he had it. You know, it was like locked in. It was, I mean, like I don't, I don't know what I'm getting. At. I mean, good for him.
1: You know. Yeah. Um, I, in terms of what I learned today, I mean, so this stuff, like I said, I learned, I learned. The Lincoln County process and all that going through the process of the bar five day, um, and I, I guess I, in terms of what I learned today, is make sure you give proper head counts when uh, you're calling your catering company. Always give And make sure head you actually communicate counts. properly, and um, and make sure you give credit to people where the credit is really due. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. No,
2: I don't want you, I don't want to pay you to use my art on your website. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> right. right,
0: yeah. Um, I agree with both of you about what you both just said. I'm, um, I'm also going to say that, you know, catering companies go through a lot more hoops than restaurants do because most of their food is cooked off-site. And then, like I said earlier, there's a window time. You have uh, only so many hours to keep your food hot or cold or fresh. Um, you know, as far as guests, you know, if there's one thing I could stress the next wedding or catered event you go to, please make sure that you are cognizant of the people who are there with you and how many people have to go through the line to get food. Please make sure you bring cash on you to tip your bartenders. A hosted bar, while it's free, does not mean it's free. Somebody had to pay for it. So please take care of your bartenders. Please take care of your servers. Um, and look, um, it really is a hard job. Most of the events that I worked, we had to all tables around. We had to bring them out of storage. We had to put them away at the end of the night. Oh uh, yeah, Set up and break is the worst to do fucking part. Dishes. Not- we have to load the van, unload the van. I mean, it's catering is a really difficult job, and in a lot of ways, it's super easy. You don't have the high stress of right. customer interaction that you do at a restaurant. But in a lot of ways, it's super physically tasking because, again, you're putting away chairs, stacks and stacks of chairs and bringing them out. So just be cognizant of any catered event you go to, of the hard work that goes into it. And, you know, the next time you may want to leave a review about it, take into the entire account of what goes into catering yeah
2: so yeah. it's not just the hours of operation It's like 2 hours it's set up plenty at least. Of, yeah. and then all the time you spend breaking that's a big reason why i don't do a lot of catering is cuz it's, it's
0: there's, a lot there's a lot of time you don't up, get paid for breakdown um you know i would have to be at the at three leaf uh, three leaf's headquarters an hour to two hours before the event started because i had to pull all the equipment and i had to make the teas and i had to make the non-alcoholic beverages and i would have to sometimes help in the kitchen with lenny and carrie and i you know so there's a lot there's a lot of work that goes into it so just be mindful of it the next time you go out and there's an event catered on that note thank you very much for listening we do honestly truly appreciate every single one of you if you have anything to say to us uh please 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 do so you can reach us at three stars podcast at gmail.com you can go to our website and it'll take you to any of the private messaging links there you can private message us on instagram i typically handle that so you'll get me samantha but brad and well bill doesn't look at that brad definitely looks at it we just send everything to bill to look at it so you may get bill every once in a while uh you can also hit us up uh, on uh, the podcast platform that you listen to us to, you can hit us up on Twitter. There's lots of avenues that you can tell us how we are amazing. how yeah, we Say stuck. it to my face.
2: Though, sorry, not sorry. Right, no, right. If you want Bill, you, there's only one.
0: There's only there's one. You got to find him. Only and we're one not going to tell you it. where he works. <laughs> <laughs> but you, that'll be a good scavenger hunt for you. Uh, go ahead and hit that like button, that share button, the little heart button, and come on back. You hear? Bye.
2: TTFN.
0: You're.